everyone. Welcome to the last Not Your Average Netizens podcast of 2014, which means this episode is our special year-end review. Woohoo! Woo! Turn up. <laughs> so, yes, along with every single media outlet on the face of the earth, we are counting down the greatest and worst moments in Korean entertainment. And if you've been following K-pop at all this past year, there are plenty to choose from. Uh, joining me today are some familiar faces that you've come to know love and not not love over the course of <laughs> the last eight months. Um, first off, my brother from another Swiss mother, Noah. Woo! How are you guys? <laughs> um, our sweet New York Kara Stan and fellow wonderful, Kiara. Hey, everyone. And last but not least, our resident devil's advocate, Tim... Murdy, um, Whatever sorry, Tim, I don't know your last name. AKA <laughs> Murdy. Tim, AKA Murdy. Yes. Tim, AKA Murdy. I can that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, everyone, thank you guys so much for being here. I hope um, everyone listening enjoyed their holidays. Really quickly before we start down our list, I just want to quickly discuss a few things that transpired during the past week or so while we were off stuffing our faces um, with food and opening presents and uh, most of our idols most assuredly were not. Um, first off, the Gaios, did we watch them? Were they worse than last year? Uh, there are apparently a lot of technical difficulties with all the shows. You guys have anything you want to say about them? Not enough got Fast seven. forward. Fast forward. <laughs> Fast forward. <laughs> Not enough got seven. I will say that I was a little nervous. I remember I was talking to you before. Was it Kiara that said that you thought Eileen was performing Problem a little too much? But I have to say, after seeing Eileen perform Problem and seeing her doing her solo version, I want her to cross over to the U.S. and snatch Ariana Grande by that dead horse's tail and just <laughs> yank it and just take her spot. Because yeah. I think she's, I was like, she, she, I mean, everyone's going on about Ariana's voice and Eileen's just so awesome. And I think even, even if she was a little bit off pitch singing problems, she still sounded great. And she's just, for some reason, I don't know, I feel like the past few weeks, I, I've finally, like, it's clicked and, like, she's an amazing singer. And she, I don't know. She really deserves to have a shot. I mean, if Ariana Grande is getting all these Mariah Carey comparisons, Ali surely deserves to have some sort I mean, of shot. Well, the comparison is due to the range of of uh, Ariana Grande's vocals. Like it's close. Well, yeah, her no, range she, she is can very do close the whistle. to Mariah. Yeah, she can kind of do the whistle register and everything, but. You know, some people are like, oh, she can sing, and not many pop stars can sing. I'm like, there are plenty of people that can sing. It's just nobody buys their stuff. There's nobody um, There's nobody popular that can sing. It's great that a bunch of people can sing, but if you're not popular, it doesn't matter how good you are. Yeah. True. But I, I'm, for one, if Eileen's, if she's serious about being, you know, crossing over, uh, being a, a 
Western artist, I'm I'm all for it. So I um, mean, I'm, I support her as well, but she needs to drop that second-rate Beyonce act. Oh, so well, I think they'll definitely go a different. I mean, it works. It works in it works in Korea because they don't have a Beyonce, but that but in but that won't fly same like in the United States or Europe because they will see that because it's very Beyonce like. So I it hope is. I, it does. I think. The biggest thing, though, is that Ariana Grande made her career being a second-rate Mariah Carey, and people still like her. So. That's true. I mean, I don't think anybody is going to confuse Ailey with Beyonce. I, mean, I think, I mean, I think with 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 that, it's her stuff is very her performances are kind of reminiscent of it. But Beyonce is at the point where Beyonce is Beyonce, yeah. and it's like you, she, she's the only one that can really. Do her, if that makes sense. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, pop music is all about being the same, anyways. Like you follow whatever trend is popular. When ev- when Britney Spears was huge, everybody wanted to be Britney Spears. Like it's just what you do. You follow whatever's popular, and then one person will not do it, and they'll you know do something different, and then everybody will do the new different thing. Like that's just the way you do it. That's how pop music is. Yeah. True. Um, also, we um, got our first look at. Uh, so she plus eight girls generation plus eight um there is ot8 um there is a little bit of controversy over the outfits they were wearing that they were uh cast offs of um what was the designer brand does anyone remember some there was some scandal with that but uh, and some people just thought that they were just the performance was just kind of lifeless and not the old girls' generation that we're used to. It's the same old girls' generation that I'm used to. <laughs> exactly. There's not nine members, so suddenly it's different. It's the same. They're lifeless. Like who cares? I they just think Mr. Mister well is just such a crappy song. It's just even if Jessica was there, it would. It same. has the same feel that it had when Jessica was there. It's boring. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It wouldn't have been <laughs> I don't understand why people are suddenly like, they're done. Oh my god, it's awful. No one <laughs> likes it. It's the same. And when they make a new song, everybody's going to eat it up and say it's great. So who cares? Like, what does it matter? <laughs> We're okay. just realizing that that Mr. Mr. song is garbage. Like, Yeah, I mean, that's what I said. There's no way. I feel like that song is is so crappy. There's no way to to make that. I mean, it's a horrible song to watch them perform, I feel like. Like, those outfits, I actually think that they're cute, but they're wasted on that song. Oh, no. What What outfits? The the rip-off Dolce & Gabbana outfits? Yeah, Yeah. the red thing. Oh, they look like giant red diapers. What do you mean? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe... What are they like? Everyone else what was are they wearing like, tiny tots or something. Tiny tots. <laughs> SMG? I don't need that. I mean, I, th- I, th- I agree with you, wearing. Ash. It's cute. It's cute. Yeah, <laughs> it is cute. It's it would be adorable on a five-year-old. Like, go do it. No, like stop <laughs> it. Terrible. So are you bad. trying to say that? Are you trying to say that sister are wearing diapers all the time? They wore a couple diaper outfits too. I don't know what you're pointing. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Take into account what everyone else wears. 
I mean, maybe that's why I've been conditioned to think that way. Um, but also, 21 was performing without a member, and uh, some people were saying that they were getting kind of revolutionary up on stage, like, you know, that they gotcha. were about to rebel up there. Um, that, that Dara was wearing, like, one of the bomb's dresses over her, like, clothing, and some people said CL looked like she was about ready to, like, you know, start, like... Fight. Turn over, start fight, start a fight or something. Like, they looked seriously not very pleased to have to perform up there without Bomb. Um, does anyone have anything to say about that? Did anyone see that? Did they think there was a huge difference without Bomb? I don't know. I was watching the perform. Because I watched SBS, Guy of Asian, live. So it was, like, early in the morning for me, and I was just, like, half asleep watching. And I'm like, <laughs> when is this going to be over? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. To be honest, I, I really don't remember anything about that performance except. I watched. I watched the performance. Uh, uh, I I could feel the loss of Boom in their performance because there was it didn't feel the same. But that's just me speaking as a fan, so it doesn't matter. But uh, but they did a good job, and I do, did feel that it was kind of emotional, uh, and it was. Like you could feel the the, the tension in the air. You yeah, could you could, it it definitely had this air of that they were that they were instructed. It seemed like that they were told that Bomb was not going to be performing with them, as opposed to given an option of any kind. You know, mm. you really you know get the feeling that they were explicitly told, yeah, Bomb's not going to be able to perform with you guys, but. I feel but like they did a good job. Yeah, I mean, like? I, f I feel like I mean, how long can they keep this up? I mean, at some point, she's she's got to come out with them, or or either just say she's not in the group anymore. They get they, I mean, they can't just you know keep her hidden and be like you know, no, this whole thing never happened, bomb never existed. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've got to do something, say something about the issue. But it's kind of hard because they're doomed if they do and they're doomed if they don't. So well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They might as well just uh, just face it head on and just deal with it. I agree. I agree. I I mean, it's better to it. In my opinion, it's better for them to wait until like it blows over because if they say she's out of the group, then people are gonna you know like like you said, damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's better to just wait in that scenario because. They are getting less heat than they would if they kicked her out, and they're getting way less heat than they would if they put her in the group. So having her just repent and be gone, people can pretend that she's trying to figure out what happened. You could pretend that she's actually trying to take care of it in a lawful kind of way. You can make a lot of assumptions, and it's better for your fan base to have assumptions than to be like, she's out of the group, sorry, bye. Like it's, especially in an established group like that, you know the minute she's gone, like, all you're going to hear is the same thing you're hearing with SSD and Tiffany. It's going to be the same. So it's better for them, in my opinion, to just wait it out and wait a little bit longer because it wasn't that long ago. They're better off waiting a little bit longer and having, like, a full comeback than having her, like, be there. Mm. And I don't know about you, but I'm personally interested to see how this CL debut turns out. Um, did anybody take a peep at the Skrillex? MV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, G-Dragon and CL did the song with Skrillex, and they did the um, MV where they were both featured. No one saw that? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the video was crap, but it's not... Um, it was. But it was, it, but it was crap for different reasons than some people want to say. Um, I thought, I mean, the song was not, as a, wasn't bad, and I actually liked Seal's part. I mean, yeah, part of the video that, the part of the song. I've, yeah, that's kind of more the consensus that I seem to get, is that people were more excited to see Seal's part, but then her part was kind of, it was kind of a little off, it was kind of weird, because a lot of her lyrics were very... Um, Afrocentric, for lack of a better word, um, they kind of seemed kind of strange. It seemed kind of inauthentic coming from her. Like, it yeah, I mean, she went to the West and rapped like Western rappers. It's so weird. I don't understand why that would happen. <laughs> no, I mean, not not like that. Maybe did like though. Going like, and saying saying something like. I don't even know, because I'm not a huge fan of rap music, but I mean, rapping as if, like, there's certain things that you're not going to hear Eminem say, and and that's fine, because... Like what? That's what I want to know, because Eminem has know, a bunch just, of things. I don't know, just things like... I don't even know how to explain it. Now you're going to make me want to go up and look this up. Um... I'm cool with it. Like this is my issue, right? Um, I'm not. I'm not judging you because clearly, like, you don't even listen to much rap music, so it's not a big yeah. deal. My issue is that like people are using this term, like, oh, she was just, you know, she has a bunch of Afrocentric lyrics and all this nonsense, and it's like, how is she any different from any other person that comes and raps in the West? She rapped like a Western rapper, so Western rap is now only Afrocentric. Uh, isn't this what we complained about before? Isn't this what the complaint is when we say that black people are hip hop? Like, you need this is this is my issue. It is not consistent. If she had come and rapped like GD did, then no American would ever even pretend to want to bump this ever. There'd be no way because GD rapped in Korean half the time, and they're gonna be like, I don't understand what he's saying. So she rapped her whole verse in English, and it sounds like something a Western rapper would do. So now she's Afrocentric. Like it's it's. It's this boundary where you you can't you can't be like a hip hop artist in the West without being called Afrocentric. But if you're not like that, you won't be famous. So, what do you do? Like Iggy is the perfect example. She had music before she became like the Afro Iggy or whatever, and nobody cared. Nobody wanted her music. Now that she's more like Western and all this stuff and like more Afrocentric. People are listening to her stuff. What do you want her to do? Stop rapping the way she's rapping? Well, she has a career that she cares yes. about. <laughs> Sorry. That's I fine. Won't... That's what you want. I don't like Iggy either, <laughs> but I don't blame her for doing what people want. Like That doesn't make sense to me. How do you make money if you don't do what the fans want? Okay. Well, so I'm looking at the lyrics, and I remember there were some some um, people that were complaining about she had said some things about um, like mouthful of gold with them Jerry curls, um, stunning some Prince shit. Um, I don't know why you can't make a reference to Prince. You know, when things he's an like icon. that. And and looking at it, that's that's not too bad. Um, the Jerry curls, I'm like, I think we could have done without. 
But yeah, I can okay. understand that. Jerry curls, but, I'm on board. I think that's wrong. <laughs> Everything else, like like the Prince reference, people complained about. Why? He's a musical freaking icon. My mom is white and she loves Prince. Like I don't know. So she, if, if she was a singer, she can't talk about Prince. Is that what you're saying? Like you, you don't yes. own him. <laughs> no, you that's don't what own him. <laughs> what the that's heck? What they're saying. Well, anyway, with that, I think. Oh, Kara, did you say something? Oh no, I thought you were going back to the guy of Asians. But if you're continuing talking about that, go ahead, continue, continue. Oh no, no, I was, I was kind of leading back to that. If you wanted to, no, no, start continue, that combo. Well, go ahead, Kara. <laughs> oh, but. No, if you guys still have something else to say about 21's performance, I don't know. No. Uh, I really, I don't unless anyone else does. It was a good performance. One of the better ones at the Gallo. That's what, all I have to say yeah, about like, it. I don't really have anything to say other than that it went about as well as I thought it would, which is that they clearly weren't struggling, but, like, it's different. Like, they're, it's obviously going to be different, but they didn't struggle. Maybe they didn't want to be there. I could see that, but... I don't think they struggled. It's not like they've never performed missing somebody before. Like, I don't, I don't know. True. It's not like a million other groups haven't performed missing an important member. Like, it's not a big deal. People are making it a bigger deal than it truly is. Like, she's got a scandal. She needs to deal with it. She did something that's wrong. She's not being punished for it. People have every reason to be mad at her. Like, I don't know. I mean, they dealt, but they dealt with it better than SNSD did. That's yep. all right. <laughs> 100%. cosine. <laughs> okay. All right, Kiara. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, well, because at least for the SBS guys, they weren't that many special stages. I felt like I felt like they tried to SBS tried to do a lot of actionness that they didn't have to. But um, I guess I guess a lot of people one of the performances a lot of people were talking about was the um, the new. The new idols um, performance oh, performance between uh, Winner, Got Seven, Red Velvet, and Lovelies. Oh, which yeah. they all oh. which they all performed. They all did their individual song first, and then they all came together at the end to perform uh, "Move Like Jagger." Oh, I just hate that yeah. song so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't stand it in any shape or form. But I was kind of okay with that. I was kind I of guess. just wondering well, out of all the songs, why that song particularly? But um, yeah. it's because Ariana Grande was already on the bill, so they needed some. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, like, and also, oh, remember, South Korea loves Maroon Five. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. They're in love with them, so it makes sense. Like, if you take the cultural context into the mix, like, it totally makes sense that they picked that song. I'm just like. But I don't. That song is so old. I'm so over it. Like and it's so horrible. Anyway, uh, but I thought. Well, thinking about it, I don't think they did that bad with it. Um, and is cute. yeah. And and despite my issues with Red Velvet, they are some of the better singers, uh, rookie idols out there. So. Uh, one of them is yes. What? <laughs> okay. They have one uh, singer. Don't don't sell them too highly. I, I trust me, I'm not. Okay. The whole group is pretty good. They're they're just okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Also, what I got from that was that apparently now a lot of people ship a winner with red velvet. So, of course they do. Uh, uh, I shipped them just to annoy people. <laughs> what? Them with what? I shipped them just to just to annoy f- uh, fans. That's all. Oh, the, yeah. That's the only reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Every. Uh, I'm not surprised. Honestly, SM fans will ship their people with everybody. It's the. It's pretty much the mutual like fan base between the two of them. It's not just exclusively SM fans. Like pretty much everybody no. that cares about those groups is like shipping them for whatever reason. Yeah, I just feel like that that stopped for a long while, like, right around that whole 2008-2009 era, there was a whole lot of that whole shipping thing going on with Wonder Girls and Big Bang and, well, and uh, Girls' Generation scene, and Super Junior and TV. Remember the scene that you got at that time, like, if there was a ship, you would get to see it on a music show. You get to see it on some sort of big performance, whereas now the ships typically exist, like in variety and things like that, which is fine, but everybody tunes into the the music shows, whereas maybe a couple fans will watch the variety. There's plenty of fans that don't watch variety, you know? Yeah. So it's a little bit different, like, where they took the ships. The bigger thing is, like, this was on a show, so it instantly came back. Every time you have a joint stage between two groups, like a boy group and a girl group, people are going to ship somebody, whoever they felt had the most chemistry. That's, I mean, it's... Still, it still goes on. It's just now you have a loud fan base in YG that has a ship with a girl group, so they're going to get loud. That's basically all it is. I'm, I do not agree. I'm, I mean, I agree with, with what you're saying, but Wendy better back off my man. She does not talk. <laughs> no. right, of course. Of course. See, like, Noah's just... Throwing threats no. now. Okay. Yeah, the bitch, the bitch no, is dead. No, no, I don't want her to back off your man because I want her, I want her to make you mad enough that you go and eliminate her, and then we get rid of the problematic one. Everything's good. World peace. Yeah, really yeah, great peace. start for the you new year. Professional black people anymore. You could save the world right now. You yes. save the world from red velvet. Yep. Yes. Um, Mino already has a problematic past. I don't want her to inject any stupid ideas into him. He's, he's also got a lot of problematic people around him. <laughs> yeah, it's yes. like, when you're yeah, in as a half party, they probably go from their own doorstep. He's friends uh, with Block B. Oh, no, I can't. He's friends <laughs> with Block B. He's friends with, like, mo- a bunch of underground rappers. He's, he's asking Matter of time. With, Bob, yeah. with Bobby. No, I can't. Oh. Speaking yeah, of Bobby, um, just something that I want to bring up. I know this is not the newest thing, but... I came upon it the other day, and I just need to bring it up because it's just beautiful, and I'm just going to have this. I'm going to print this out and post this up at work. This is going to be my new mantra for 2015. I know what it is already. For (laughs) 2015. Someone (laughs) asked Bobby in an interview, it might be Arena. Um, I'm not sure what magazine it was. Someone was Arena. Okay. Somebody decided to ask Bobby because apparently he's the authority here. (laughs) What hip hop -hop is about, what hip hop means, you know, because he's all hip hop. So this was this was what Bobby brought out from the depths of his soul. (laughs) Bobby said, "Hip hop isn't just music." It has a culture. Like when you're simply hanging out with your friends 
and high-five each other, that's hip-hop. For example, waking up in the morning and going to school without showering, that's hip-hop too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember this one. That was a really right. That's, that's, you know what? That's my manifesto for 2015. Oh, my God. Okay, let me remind the world. Yes, this is your bias, Tim. Here we go. He's not even my bias. I'm not going to protect him because that's stupid. He's real stupid. <laughs> real stupid. I said that on the post. He's real dumb. But he's also like 19 years old. He's a dumb kid who just learned about hip-hop from, like, Korean media. Like, he real dumb, dude. He real dumb. But the funny thing is about this, he was trying to school other idols on how to be a rapper. Then he, oh, God damn it. Oh, this is so good. This is too oh. good. The, so the one basically thing having, where that having... stands out to me is <laughs> that his point, again, for the rappers is that they need to not be garbage. You can not be a garbage rapper and not know where hip-hop has come from. Like... They're garbage. Ravi but, is garbage. I'm but sorry. But, <laughs> He's like no, he rapper. is. But don't act like you're. Don't act like you're the. Don't act like you're the prophet of hip hop or the messenger or some kind. And then don't even know what hip hop is. Like don't tell other people how to be a good rapper when you don't even know what what rap really is. Okay, I'm sorry, but your boy Mino protected that fool, so I mean, he co-signed. Like, I don't know. He co-signs on all the things that he's saying. Who? Your boy Mino from freaking Winner. He co-signed. He protected freaking Bobby with his, like, verse at uh, the Gaio. I don't know like, what he's he... Like, co-signing all that fool's... Like, everything I, that I, fool stands for, he co-signs. I didn't... I haven't heard about that. Tell me more. Go watch the performance where they perform uh, Born Hater. Like, his whole, the end of his whole verse is that if people come at Bobby, they can come at both of them or whatever. Like, he's co-signing everything that Bobby stands for, you, and you're no. not saying anything about him. See, I see, that's what I was talking about. Oh, problem. no. <laughs> How is that not a I don't know. People, you guys are saying B.I. was supposed to be the new G-Dragon. I don't know. Bobby seems to be outpacing him by quite a bit right now. Um, it's uh, not counting, you know, maybe what his concepts will end up being like. But this is just, it's great. Like I said, it's my manifesto for the new year, so... Yeah, like I said, he's he's a punk kid. Like he's, I mean, I'm not gonna say that what he said isn't dumb. It's hella dumb. But are you surprised? I'm not. Like even as a Bobby fan, I'm like, you're stupid as hell. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Congratulations, you told me exactly what I assumed. Uh, oh well. Okay, so one more thing before we go into uh, best worst of the year and such and such. Um, I just wanted to spotlight this article that was posted on Omona recently, and it was originally published on Vice.com. For those of you unfamiliar, Vice does a lot of those kind of shock documentaries you see on YouTube, but lately they've started to um, kind of rapidly expand into other forms of media. And this article is by uh, Jacob Duroff, and it's another year-in-review type piece, but it is easily, like, the most well-written, eloquent, analytic piece of online media I've ever read about K-pop, ever. 
I just want to go through some of the highlights because it is so good. Like, just listen to 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 how this guy talks, writes about K-pop. So, listen to this. In terms of music, 2014 might not have been K-pop's personal best. It's ink on the page, a narrative, and sweating, breathing motion. 2014 was K-pop's most astounding year yet. It was the year K-pop became the first season of a cable drama about drug trade intrigue and shady motivations. It was the year K-pop met Michael Bay and became allegory in an impossibly expensive film about robot skyscrapers perceiving abstract virtues and killing one another over them. It was the year K-pop replaced a Book of Revelation epigraph and another Hunter S. Thompson essay about Hellbroth and certain doom. It was the year K-pop arranged itself as a wall of, of text identical in appearance to so much endlessly reblogged fanfiction, its authors waking up the next morning to find real blood and body fluid on their hands. In K-pop, 2014 was the year that nothing wasn't true. I couldn't have done a better job in grad school. I'm sorry. That That is like the most purple prosed, overwrought, but awesome thing I've ever read about K-pop ever. But then he goes on to say, if only such metaphors weren't easier to reconcile than the hard facts behind them. In the past 365 days, one of K-pop's top crooners was caught pushing meth while topping the charts. Corporate <laughs> overlords stood slack-jawed as their pretty young idols grew sentient and broke contracts to sue them for human rights violations, to defect back to their home countries, to claim boyfriends and social lives. The heavily marketed idea that our favorite idols truly love each other crumpled under the weight of our favorite idols' exhausted disdain for anything but the desire for personal freedom. Industry standards led to harrowing, senseless tragedy with a body count that numbers some 16 fans and a couple of rising stars. Sure, every year K-pop's carefully constructed fantasy land of cotton candy, pixie dust, and pleated schoolgirl skirts comes under fire of hideous rumor and hearsay. But fans are not used to those nasty words being so overwhelmingly true. And so, another metaphor. At the beginning of 1998's The Truman Show, it's going back, y'all, Truman Burbank steps outside to witness a stage light falling suspiciously from the sky. At the end of 2014, the K-pop obsessed step outside to find half the sky altogether missing. <laughs> Think about that. Jacob, you, sir, are an artiste. That's <laughs> something to think about. Okay, that's, some, that's an inception-like shit. I'm serious. So, um, and just another thing, he did go on to mention what he considered were notable songs from 2014. Um, F, Fuck, Bleep, F.U. by Gaian, featuring Bumkey, um, which, like him, I don't believe it got as much attention as it deserves. Um, he um, did mention one thing, I think, about Bumkey that you might find interesting, Tim. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I'm still really hurt by the meth comment, so I mean, he really. <laughs> oh, uh -oh. 
Bunky, the song's male villain, who replies, I don't feel that way, to Kyan's, I hate doing it this way, wound up arrested and charged for selling meth and ecstasy. A sideline career he's apparently been pursuing in Seoul for several years. If there's an active pop star he's been caught in the more extreme drug trade scandal pretty much anywhere, he must have somehow we must have somehow missed it. Considering Bumkey's sentence will be in South Korea where dealing weed gets people clinked for life and being spotted with pills in the club because you plan it in time for sunrise. <laughs> FU will doubtless remain his greatest legacy. <laughs> so according to Jacob, we might as well just say goodbye to Bumkey. Well, that's <laughs> true, but this guy day again. This genius smart man fails to remember that Bumkey's probably not even a Korean citizen, so they'll probably uh you know, kick him out of Korea for his entire life is probably what's really <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, is yeah, nice. Nice, nice try. Um, one thing I did like, I will say, last thing here, is I did like um, what he had to say about Ladies Code. Um, so wonderful. And this is, of course, following the fatal car accident. Um, Korean netizens rallied behind Ladies Code's song, I'm Fine, Thank You, to get it to the top of uh, several domestic pop charts, but an especially touching move for a group that was still hard at work developing its core fan base. But so wonderful, a clear tribute to the classic K-pop group Wonder Girls, remains the brightest gem of their short year. It's an undeniable blast of Motown and 70s disco glories, down to the cheek guitar and Jamerson bass lines. It was one of the earliest and most positive examples of a dominant trend this year. K-pop's increasing awareness of not just global pop history, but its own. And um, I mainly agree with that because So Wonderful, I think, is, is one of Ladies Code's best songs um, that I remember them for. And um, he mentions FX, uh, Red Light. And also, um, if a couple of other of our podcasters were here, I would go into the SM stuff because he mentions, uh, of course, um, how FX is. Oh, I have to mention <laughs> how he refers to FX. So this is the last thing I'll read. A relatively minor setback remains our most rude of the year. FX, K-pop's reigning champs of the album format, had to, and, he's, and this is some hardcore standing from him, he loves FX, had to abruptly halt their new album's promo cycle just a couple weeks deep after the youngest member, Sully, had a breakdown and demanded an indefinite hiatus to spend time with her boyfriend and evidently go clubbing. And probably enough, their visionary lead single, Red Light, boasts not only one of the most sophisticated song structures in this year's pop canon, but also a lyric sheet that seems to be some sort of oblique commentary on K-pop's recent straits. Though it, it's possible we may lose this daring quintet... It's possible. <laughs> I have to start over. Though it's possible we may lose this daring quintet all too soon, we retain hope that they may reform for another classic record in 2015. Last year's pink tape remains the standard to beat for everyone. <laughs> so you guys may laugh. Aww. If Anna and Shannon were here, if Anna and Shannon were here, they would wholeheartedly agree. Because I would Girl, think of them the entire good, time. But please. Please, this dude and his stand for this group, like, it's fine. 
you want to like a group, like a group. But don't sell them as Jesus. Like, really? <laughs> They're not that good. Please. No. <laughs> go in, Sam. Go. Go. No, I don't even have to go in because this was immediately, like, everything that I cared about. Instantly, he just pooped on it by throwing shade at Sully for having a breakdown and wanting to spend time with his boyfriend. Or after after going on this tangent about, man, like it's the struggle is so real and we're going to look out at the Truman Show and things are falling and the half the world's gone. You know, yeah, you're damn right half the world's gone. Sully wanted to hang out with her boyfriend and she couldn't. That's half the world, bro. Shut up. You want to have a real life? Get out of here. This guy, get out! No, I'm so, like, I can't die. This is flip flopping right here. <laughs> Case in point, this dude right here, he's a great writer, and the things he said were written so well, and it was, you know, he worded things well. He's flip flopping though, so no, nothing that he says matters to me. And Red Light, as like the best album, no, get out of here. It's good. It's not the best. Get out. Go home. Pack your I will agree. There's. That's it's a little over the top, and I st and there's a lot little? of people though that I've heard that thought Pink Tape was really great, and I don't quite, I never understood. Like I liked some songs from Pink Tape, but I didn't think it was all that great. But I've heard a lot of stuff about some people that thought Pink Tape was like, I mean, I think it got on a list like by Fuse or something. Someone, some list is one of the best like pop albums like of the year. I think. Who cares about Fuse? And listen to the podcast when we did talk about Pink Tape. I co-signed yeah. that Pink Tape was great. Pink Tape is mm -hmm. a really good album. Do not mm -hmm. sit here and act like it's Jesus. I've listened to it. <laughs> it's good. It's not Jesus. Chill out. Like, it's not great. Okay? It's not freaking... Like, he's acting like this album is like Beyonce. Like, get out. It's not that good. It's okay. Like it's the best thing. I've just I've just FX, never heard but... somebody anal analytically write about K-pop with so much seriousness. But seriously, <laughs> that's not all of it. But it, everyone should definitely read some of this. Um, it's at noisy.vice.com uh, columns to 2014 year in review. Jacob, if you're out there, come join us. Um, all of all of us, except for maybe Tim, would love to talk to you, good sir. Oh, no, I'd love to talk to him. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, I would love to. We would love too. to uh, pick your brain a little bit. Um, you have a way with words, my dear. He's a wordsmith. Uh, <laughs> and I hope you can speak as well as you write. I hope you do. Okay. The way he wrote that is really good, and I'm like, I have no problem with the way he wrote it, because he wrote that really well. The things that he said was very well spoken. Um, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm just going to free pass the things that he said, like, just because he wrote it well. That's not happening. Well, Jacob, warning, if you do decide to speak to us, Tim won't give you a free pass. Free pass. Just no free passes, dude. <laughs> no free passes <laughs> from Tim. Um, so just to start off before we officially get to our year-end... Um, Superlatives, awards, whatever you want to call them. Um, I do want to start by saying that um, I guess last week, media outlet MBN recently did their own uh, kind of survey of 144 active musicians in K pop to see what music they thought was the best in 2014, just for a little comparison. Um, and for best artist of the year, G.O.D. was top, number one. I'm cool with that. 
Second place was tied between Seotaji, A-Pink, Sistar, and Beast. What kind of tie is that? Listen. <laughs> this I'm is listening. out of the people that they serve <laughs> They work in K-pop. I'm just responding as you read it, okay? I'm just responding. <laughs> I just don't say anything. It's fine. Um, best song of the year went to Soyu and Junkigo's Sum, which won by a landslide, apparently. Second place was Young's Eyes, Nose, Lips. And third place was a tie between Park Hyoshin's Wildflower, Block B's Her, and 2PM's Go Crazy. Surprisingly. Didn't expect to see that on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if you're only 2PM fan, yeah. <laughs> well, here. <laughs> the best album of 2014 went to Young's Rise, and yeah. Ayu came in second place with her remake album Flower Bookmark. Epic High's Shoebox was in third place, with, and Winner was chosen as Best New Artist. Mamamoo came in second Woo! place as Best New Artist. Mamamoo's. Um, while Act Turn On Musician up. was third. Most Improved Artist of the Year, which was based on the growth the artist went through. I don't know what that means. Uh, was AOA. Second was Exid. And um, wait, was they were they second? Yeah. Or Exid or EXID. Or EXID were second. And then after that, A Pink came in third place. And then BTS and Teen Top were fourth and fifth uh, respectively. And uh, as the artist, um, they also did something about the artist role models. Uh, most chose G.O.D. Uh, Seotaji and G-Dragon came in at second place. <laughs> Park Yoshin placed fourth. And Taeyang placed fifth. So that's, I guess, the year in music according to the idol industry. Uh, now, here's the year in music according to us. Woohoo! Woo because we are so qualified to judge this. Um, so, yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> All right. So, as one of my New Year's resolutions is to keep this show under 10 hours, I think we should move on and go to our year in picks. I hope you guys. Um, are good and ready because I tried the best I could to make this interesting. It we've got several categories. Um, we'll go around and give our picks for each one. Um, you don't have to feel like you have to explain it or defend it. Um, if you do, just don't take all damn day. And if anyone picks EXO for anything, I reserve the right to grill you within an inch of your life. Okay. So let's I like you. go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead. Uh, K-pop's MVP, most valuable player. Hmm. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Me. I'll okay. do it. Definitely. Got seven. Definitely. 100%. Like, the fact that he took his group from being mostly not popular to having some sort of popularity just by being himself is all I need to know, like, about that dude. So, especially considering he worked, like, one of the worst schedules in 
like K-pop history. Um, I have all the respect for him and what he's doing for his group. So he definitely gets MVP for me. Awesome. Uh, Noah, Kiara? Kiara, go first. Okay. Um, I My K-pop MVP is Soyu from Sistar. Um, just because this is a really big year for her. Like, all her collaborations did very well, especially some. Uh, she was very successful as well at, within Sistar, and she's definitely getting a, she definitely got a lot of recognition this year, so I feel like this was really her year. So there you go, MVP. <laughs> okay. Noah? Well, I would say it, I would like to give it to Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I said, as long as it's not EXO, we're not going to be judgmental here. Well, and I have to give it to Bobby because he is putting Icon on the map. Without him, there is no Icon. Nobody knows of Icon even. Like everybody, like nobody can say that he has not put himself on the map just by being him. So. Congrats to him, even if I don't like his antics all the time. <laughs> okay. And for me, even though they're kind of just getting started, I love them so much, I'm just going to say Mama Moo. Oh, you're gonna God, notice, I hate them. Yeah, you're going to notice a trend on my list. Okay. Um, <laughs> male Artist of the Year. Um, I'll go first. Um, I picked Young, if only because he's the only person that I felt like really made uh, a significant, I don't know, impression on me this year, pretty much. Um, I, was no, I, I wasn't blown over by his um, album, but Eisner's Lips was definitely a hit. Um, it was a good song, and um, he's definitely, the critics agreed with that, and so I think he deserves it. Next person. Uh, I'll go because um, the answer isn't going to change. I also <laughs> picked Taeyang because he did the most as a solo artist. So, I mean, his songs did great. He stayed on the charts for so long, longer than a lot of groups can ever dream to. So, and I mean, longer than he ever has before. So it's not even just like, oh, he always does it. No, he did something that few people can accomplish with eyes, nose, lips, and his his album has pretty much been heralded as, like, great from this year, so, and I love his album, I thought it was great, I thought it was everything that I could hope for, except not long enough, like, <laughs> that's really my only, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, okay. Um, okay, for me, um, also, grudgingly, I'll have to give it to Tang. Uh, just, <laughs> just because uh, I didn't feel like any other male idol, um, male soloist, um, really, really had an impact as much as he had this year, and so give it to him, well, I guess. Well, if that's the case, I would, I would have to give it to also to Taeyeon, but <laughs> it's a very, it's, but he for me he is tied with Crush because. Sorry, Taeyang, but I like Crush album better. I said it. I can't believe I said it, but I do. I listen to it more. <laughs> I listen to it more. So, uh, but anyways, they, it's, for me, it's a tie between Crush and Taeyang. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> let's go on to Female Artist of the Year. 
Tam. Uh, okay. Uh, my female artist of the year has already been mentioned because my female artist of the year is Soyu from Sister. Um, basically, for all the reasons that was listed as why she was Kiara's MVP is basically how I feel about why she deserves to be the Korean female like artist of the year. She did the most. She had a huge year. She's gotten. She's come so far from where she used to be. Um, she's kind of standing up for like everything I could want. You know, like she's a girl who doesn't isn't like talking about her diet, she's talking about her fitness and being healthy for like herself. Um, I really respect that. So, and then like the music she made, like all of her songs hits pretty much, in my opinion at least, and in the charts a lot of them were hits. Like her voice is fantastic, she's only improved as she's been in Sister. Um, like she's the highlight for me. So I would rather listen to her sing most of Hyorin's parts at this point. So I'm definitely. Oh no, you didn't. Yeah, I love the ring, but I would much the rather. Facts, man. The well, facts. I'll say it's nice to hear somebody singing from Sister other than Hyorin. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm over Hyorin having like a whole minute and a half in a three-minute song. Like it's too much for me when you have So You, who is a great singer as well. So I am totally on board for everything that is coming in the direction of So You, and I think that she deserves it. Okay. Uh, well, for mm. me, I my female artist of the year. Um, I don't think no one else is gonna mention this, and she was not mentioned on any list on any other place. But I'm gonna say it anyways. Uh, Heartfelt, aka Yeun, aka Yenny. <laughs> oh, okay. I absolutely loved her mini album, um, B, and I felt like it just deserved way, way more recognition than it did get. And so, yeah, Yenny. <laughs> Okay. Um, for me, it would have to be. I think she released her album this year. Send me. Yeah, she did. Send me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, full, yeah. She did full moon this year. Yeah. Yeah, she for me was send me because the full moon and like her album is sick. That song she did with uh, Jackson. Is one of my absolute favorite songs of the year, without a doubt. And I think she's also she has also haven't she hasn't been on any list either. So my my thoughts go to Sydney. Good job, good job. Okay, I almost uh, didn't pick the person that I picked, but I actually chose them for the opposite reasons. Um, you and Kiara chose your picks. Noah, um, I picked IU simply because, honestly, I forgot about her completely until all the year and awards came up, and she started winning everything <laughs> and and winning everything for her, um, you know, remake album, and so she's she's still slaying, and even though it feels like she's not really doing anything, but she's she has the perennial respect of like people in K-pop um, for some reason not not un, un, not uh, not that I don't think she deserves it because she she is talented but um, she's just uh, not always one of the more visible artists um, and she's also you know done done a lot more um, things in the indie kind of quirky realm as of late, you know, 
not as much. I mean, this is the girl that used to do the marshmallow song back when. Um, she she hasn't done that in a long time. So, um, but people deeply respect her as an artist now. I mean, for someone so young, that's pretty impressive. So, um, all right, next uh, male group of the year. Uh, I say just because they're the only one that I can usually remember at any point in time is Vix. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think the ones that I can remember most of the time, so I just, I'll, I'll, I'm just saying Vix. My, okay, my reaction was that's fine, that's okay. <laughs> like, oh, I did not see that coming. <laughs> oh, that was a shot in the dark, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's better than your Super Junior Mamacita best song of the summer. That's true, yeah. yeah. You, you oh, have, okay. We're going to just some, go ahead and bring that up. Winging punches out of, <laughs> on the show. Like. If we want to go there. You said it. You didn't have to say it. I'm just saying, you. you didn't have to bring it up either. All right. All right. Let's go. Tim. Tim. Uh, okay, well, I'm I'm pretty sure that if anybody pays attention to how much I fanboy said person in said group, uh, it's pretty obvious who my male group of the year is, and that goes to God Seven. Um, I think they are horribly, horribly underrated. Um, I don't even think that their music is bad enough for how underrated they are. Uh, they're hyper talented. A bunch of them can dance. Only two of them are just mediocre, and even then, you wouldn't know. You're probably going to see how good they are when they blow BTS out of the water in the dance battle. So, I mean, uh, next year when they have their heartbeat and they blow up, welcome to the club. I will prepare seats for everyone because they're going to be great. And I'll probably yeah. do this next year. But, but then they have, but then they have to get get good styling. They have to what? That's styling. The styling is the problem with guts. Uh, yeah, I well, kind of agree. They need better styling. I, mean, to be I fair, that. A Pink, their their stylists are kind of bad too, but no one holds that against them. So well, it's well, not as bad. Yeah, it's because A Pink has Unji. So I mean, how can you hold that? <laughs> exactly. All she has to do is smile, know. and everybody's disarmed, and they're just like, "She's so cute," and that's it. It's and, over. Oh, I know what you're. And there and they are not be. wearing plastic bags for their videos. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kiara. <laughs> okay, for me, my male group of the year, um, I'm just, I'm gonna go with God, just because I felt like this they had such a great comeback, you know, as a group that has been on like hiatus, if you want to say, for years, and so I think their album that they came back with was pretty solid, and they had, you know, a bunch of awesome concerts, and then it made me. Realize again how awesome June is as a person, um, and the rest of the members as well. So I feel like this was a really good year for GOD. So my vote goes to them. Also, um, unrelated, but if you want, if you like GOD and you want a very good um, look at how far GOD has come and where they started, where what K-pop in, in general used to be, go watch the last two episodes of The Roommate because you get to see yes. JYP yes. and June talk about the past and all the struggles that they went through with G.O.D. because JYP was super involved in G.O.D. and he was not the CEO at the time. 
So he was like another person. You know, he was very famous then, but he was not the CEO of JYP to protect them. So you get to get a really good, really beautiful look at kind of what G.O.D. had to go through and the feeling that people have of, like, these older groups. And it's really nice. It's really sweet. I mean, those last two episodes are very heartfelt all the way through, but that moment, especially for me being, like, a person who has a lot of respect for G.O.D., I was just, like, I was, like, floored watching it. It's really good. It's really good. What about you? Me? Noah. Well, actually, this year... I'd have, I didn't feel like there was any male group that really stood out. Like, really? stood out like really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad it's not just me that's shocked. I'm shocked right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I like Winner. And in your circle? <laughs> yes, I'm no, in the circle. I'm in my moment, yes, but... Oh, God. Why do we laugh this Tim, let me have him a moment. Let me have him a moment. Cannot even speak. Okay, but like I feel, I felt like Winner did not as good as they could have, and they did not. And what well, that doesn't matter. That's for another day. I didn't feel like any male group really put a stamp on it this year that stood out that made. Like everybody had some kind of success. I mean, EXO had some kind of success, Winner had it, everybody had it, G.O.D. So at this point, it's just a matter of, your pref- of my personal preference rather than who's actually the best of the year. So for me, I choose Winner! <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what all of us thought you were going to say. <laughs> we thought you were going like, to decide to like, pass or something. Like, you know, I don't think anyone deserved it. Tim, are you there? Oh man, I was super lost for a minute. Like, you better pick them. <laughs> no, but okay. But but it's like I said. It, I felt like all male groups did well this year except Got Seven. Sorry, Tim. That's fine. I'm not hurt by that. <laughs> Tim's um, like, wait till 2015. Yeah, BTS did well. Blackbeat did well. Uh. uh well, Winner did well, EXO did well, everybody did well this year, so good for you. Everybody, everybody wants did well, but not well enough, apparently, to stand out. Just remember that. Yes. For all, yes. You, for all you Winner fans watching, remember, he just said that Winner wasn't even that good. I mean, come okay. on, they had, two, they had two ballads, and that, like, two, they were not even the best songs in the album. Like, I don't care, no. I like the song that... Um, that uh, whichever the one that has Bobby and B.I. on it, I like that song. But I think the best song on their album was Mino's solo, so, I mean, whatever. <laughs> His solo was the best song on the album. Okay. Right, yes. Female group of the year. I'm not hurt by that. I'm not hurt. <laughs> okay. Female group of the year. Um, I made fun, uh, kind of made fun of them, took a swipe at them earlier, but um, I'll still pick them as female group of the year. A-Pink. Um, it's between them and Sistar for me, but I think A-Pink has got a lot of momentum coming out of 2014 right now. And they've got, they've got a much, much bigger sustainable fan base than Sistar, so I think that we could see a lot more things coming from them. 
in the future. Um, Tim? Uh, my female group of the year, um, I'm, I'm going to say my female group, everybody probably knows, but I, I have a... I mean, I think that the group that truly deserves it might get mentioned anyways, but I need to um, have my moment. My female group of the year is EXID um, because they made a drastic change with, like, a fan cam in which, like, they have only said good things about. Um, there's another fan cam circling where Hani recognized the guy who made the video and thanked him and paid special attention to him, and I think that proves that they are very sweet. I love their song. I loved it when it came out, so the fact that it's resurging right now, I'm just like, yes, everybody loved this song. I don't care. Like, I'm so <laughs> happy to have people see that they are so funny and they're so genuine people. They work so hard. Um, you know, Ellie's hand is all over the music that they make, so it's not even like it's just they're performing well this music that they're being given. They're performing well this music they have a hand in, um, and I have a lot of respect for artists like that. The other group that I want to mention is my honorable mention because I do think that they even had a good year. Um, I think they had a good song is Ladies Code. Um, I mean, I, I can't mm. sing my praise for them enough because I was a huge fan of them, and the fact that they went through what they went through. They had so many people come around them and become fans of them and work so hard to make them accomplish something that maybe they would have been undersold to before um, means a lot to me as a person who likes Ladies Code. So I want to thank everybody who did put their part into making Ladies Code have that uh, accomplishment. And thank I want to thank everybody that like didn't say mean things, didn't have rude things to say about them because, you know, what happened to them was a tragedy. So that's my other one. It's my honorable mention. Okay. All right. Kiara? Okay. For me, it was hard to just pick one because, as you know, I have my share of love for girl groups. Mm -hmm. But if I have to say pick one, I'm going to pick Kara. Just <laughs> because, <laughs> hear me out. Um, because even though they weren't, you know, hugely successful this year, you know, music-wise, like, their song "Mamma Mia" wasn't huge. They only won one award with it. Um, I feel like it was still a good year for them because there was so much, you know, turmoil from last year to the beginning of this year. And then even with the adding of <clears throat> adding of a new member, there was a lot of, you know, they were getting so much hate for it from fans and from non-fans as well. And then Young G joined the group, and then it's like she cast a holy spell on everyone. <laughs> and now... Queen Young G, please. <laughs> yes, Young G, so now, you know, I feel like their momentum is starting to go back up again. Um, because... And at least I can see that as a fan because now the, all the negative comments about Kara usually that you usually see on um, on comments on their articles are starting to get less and less severe now. So that makes as me as a Kara fan that makes me very happy. So I feel like it's it's been it's getting it, to the end of 2014. It's been a pretty good year for them. Mm. All right, Noah. For me, I have to choose to anyone, simply because they had, like, 
aside from the scandals and the carping, they ha they did really really well. The album their album sold really well. Their 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 singles sold really well. They're they are pretty much in every year end best album chart, including Rolling Stones uh, top twenty best albums of the year. They were number six, and I. Shout out to that. Congrats, my girls. Woo! Because <laughs> of the year, turn up. The only Korean album ever and this year to be on to be on the list. So and considering all the they all what they have gone through this year, I feel it's uh it's an I feel they totally deserve to be the best female group. That's my that's what I have to say. That was awesome. the other group I would have picked, if not for EXID's crazy run at the very end. Okay. Awesome. Um, best Idol fandom. Uh, some of these other ones coming up are kind of non-conventional ones. So, you, you, you are... MV. What happened? Huh? Oh, oh I did. In order. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you, Tim. Thank you for yeah. keeping me in order. Okay. <laughs> uh, best MV, if you guys have one, of 2014. Uh, I guess I'll go first since I called you out. I I'm gonna <laughs> pick I'm gonna pick three because they're different concepts, and I can't pick one because there's been a lot. Um, I thought the best cute MV this year was um <laughs> was uh High Sun or uh, High Suhan or whatever with um I'm different. Um, I thought I thought it was just the cutest like potential group of people in the world. Like, it's so fun, even though it's just a, you know, rehashed Lehigh song, but that's fine. Um, sexy Image is obviously going to go to EXID's Up and Down, and my favorite fun video was um, Sisters, I swear, and they're all girl groups, because guy group videos suck this year. Fix your stuff. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> anyone else? I also yeah. had three choices. <laughs> yeah, all right. Go ahead, because I'll make up for none that I have. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, of course, as a stan, I have to say this. Uh, Kara's Mamma Mia video. Just because it's really, really, like, everything about that video, I love it. From the color palette to the outfits to the hairstyle. I don't know, just everything about Mamma Mia was, I felt like, really good and just really Kara-ish and I loved it so much. Um, second, Orange Caramels, Catalina, just because it was definitely one of the most unique concept, MV concepts of the whole year, you know. Who else have you seen, you know, dress up as mermaids and then pretend to be like fish <laughs> and mm -hmm. be in this life-size, like, you know, the things to hold, like, you know, fish, like, and things like that, you know. It was a really fun video. And I feel like it was neglected a lot. I feel like, but it's a really great video. And last uh, 2 p.m.s going crazy, but the party version, not the other version, but the party version because it's a great video. It's <laughs> just all you see, all you see them is just going crazy and dancing and all everyone's and then pillows and you see a goat and June K jumping in the water in the in the pool and then it's just a really fun video. It's like that's a regular night for TPM. What are you talking about? It is. I'm not denying it. They probably have a lot of fun and I wish I could be with them. <laughs> Parting up with them. I bet you do. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's my turn, I guess. And for me, uh, the best MV of the year uh, is Rex D to Violet. Yeah, all right. I was going to put me. that. Yes, so <laughs> because it's sick, it's weird, it's creepy, it's, it's amazing, and easily uh, uh, the best uh, MV this year, for me at least. And uh, the sec my honorable mention is uh, Akdong, uh, Akdong, what's it called? Musician? Musician? Uh, Akdong Musician, no, but the MV, like, uh, I lost, oh. I've got the name. No, 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 um, uh, no, no, what the hell, I forgot the name. Uh, I just I had can't be your honorable mention if you can't even remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> That's melted, sorry, melted, melted, melted. Oh, okay. I like because that video video is gorgeous from beginning to end and easily one of the best of the year. That's all. Okay. Okay. What about, and what I, I wasn't going to have one, but I do agree with um, now that I think about it, Kiara, that I did quite like. Kara's Mamma Mia video, just because I thought it was very pretty and sparkly, and I like sparkly things because I'm a girl. So. Okay, <laughs> and um, like I said, uh, going ahead, a few of these are going to be like uh, um, not convention, unconventional um, topics, so um, if you can't think of one for these Perfectly fine. Um, uh, best idol fandom. <laughs> Who want to start? Okay, I'll go first. Uh, my my best idol fandom goes is a shout out to um, in general all of the K-pop fandom for their appreciation for Ladies Code, which I already touched on. So I'm not going to go super into it again, but literally. Every fandom had some sort of appreciation for it, and I, and that means so much to me. So, my appreciation is to the fans in general. God bless you guys, like for for doing a good thing. Yeah, I also said Ladies Code, but I mean, also in addition to what Tim said, I mean everyone, you know, really stepped it up uh, in that instance. So, yeah. Well, I'm going to seem like a stan again, um, <laughs> but I chose Camellia, uh, which is Kara's fandom, just because I'm so thankful to that they stuck by Kara, especially I give a big shout out to the Japanese Kara fans because they've just been so awesome about the whole thing, and they've been really, really, really supportive of Kara throughout everything that's happened this year, especially with Youngji and stuff like that. Um, and I give a big middle finger to Kara Board uh, just because they don't want to support <laughs> Young G. So F y'all. Uh, you're, you're not Kara fans. I think you are. You're not Kara fans. So stay with Hello, Big Dragon. <laughs> oh, okay. But yes. Um, all right. We know who's not welcome in uh, Kiara's house. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are not. Well, for me, uh, I actually have two fandoms, and one is uh, Vix fandom. I don't know what they're called, but uh, the, I, 
Starlight. 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 I, f- I feel like Starlight, they're pretty positive. They're not as annoying and loud and screechy as some fandoms. Not going to mention any names. And I also have to uh, give it to uh, Winner's Inner Circles because considering how big the fandom is, it's not as obnoxious and as annoying as a lot of new fandoms from the big three usually are. So I, I do appreciate that because that makes me less uh, embarrassed when I defend Winner or anything else. Cause okay. It. Worst idol fandom. Exo, your turn. Wait, time out. You don't even have you don't have a best? What is this? I did. I already said best. I was kind of I was basically with you. My best idol fandom was Ladies Code. Oh right, right. It was okay, kind of right. backing off, piggybacking off of what you said. And yeah. now my worst one is EXO. <laughs> on to the next person. Yeah, I'm gonna since you co-signed on me, I'm co-signing on you, EXO, and in in particular because I don't have an issue with everybody. I have an issue with all of those EXO fans that decided to be racist towards Chinese people. All of you are terrible human beings. Get a life, seriously. Get a life. All right. For me, well, I don't even know. I don't know if it's even considered, and he's considered part of the idol fandom anymore, but I'm pretty sure he is. Um, but my vote goes to Kim Hyun Jung fans. Um, why are you even called his fans? I don't know why. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you can even call yourselves fan of his. But um, yeah, you and uh, runner-up goes to EXO fans. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, uh, EXO losers. No, joking. Joking. Uh, XOL, sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, not I know not all EXO fans are annoying and obnoxious and racist, but there's a, there's a lot who are. And honorable mention goes to Icon fans because you have been too much. I'm not talking about you, Tim. So you just say no. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> I know I know what YG fans are like. I'm cool. I ain't mad. It's not me. So I'm cool. Uh, um. All right. Uh, most laugh out loud moment. Um, I'm just gonna be really lazy here and just pick anything with G Dragon, and see what you guys have to say. <laughs> uh, I want to go next. Obviously, the laugh out loud moment of this year came at the very end of the year. But God bless that we can't get out of the year without the rap apocalypse 2014. And all <laughs> these guys who are trying to, like, please I co-sign that. Please keep it coming. <laughs> more uh, K-pop sure. rap battles, please. Yeah, I need more, please. Uh, uh, for me, I chose the aftermath of once uh, it was revealed that Baekhyun and Taeyeon were dating, just because their fandom oh, went berserk, oh. and then suddenly all you see are crushed Oreos everywhere. <laughs> Oh, like yeah. I, I remember. I didn't even get that whole thing. Uh, I can't even fully explain right now, but yeah, it was, just, <laughs> it was just funny to me. I was just like, you. And then, oh, the, no, what made, me more, made it more funny was the anger of Taney fans, which are Taeyon and Tiffany fans. Uh, First, they were mad because of the whole Tiffany and, and Nikun saying that Nikun was, the, is, was separating. Tiffany and Taeyeon, and then it was revealed that Taeyeon's dating Baekhyun, and they got even more mad, and that was just so funny to me. That's <laughs> probably also the same people that are Young J fans. 
Was it first? I don't even remember, but... I think I think it was first, and then people were, like, all over uh, Taeon for it, and then the Nick Hunt thing came out, and they went after Nick Hunt too, and I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, we already know. <laughs> what are you doing? And like, everybody, hashtag everybody knows, like, this is so funny. Hashtag everybody knows indeed. <laughs> but I, I personally, I have to co-sign with Tim on this. The rap battle of 2014. I hope it continues into 2015. It was really fun. No, me too. Yeah, give me like 20 years of this because this is freaking (laughs) comedy gold. (laughs) Okay. Um, K-pops, I couldn't even think of one for these. So, um, you guys, uh, what do you guys think for K-pops biggest win or fail moment? Um, for me, it was 21's appreciation on uh, in Western charts and the respect that they've gotten from Western media in general. Um, I know that a lot of people are gonna, you know, be like, "Oh, it's just you like 21, blah blah." It's it, like, like I said before, and I said it in the last podcast, so I'm not gonna rehash it. Um, I think that people respecting the music that comes from other countries is a big deal. Period. Um, I don't think you need to make it a thing where it's K-pop making a, a scene, you can make it a thing where Western media cares about people who aren't um, like just white generic artists, you know, uh, from the West. So it's a big deal for a group to chart above especially One Direction in terms of having the best album. Like, If you don't think that's a big deal, I don't know what world that you live in, but the world that I live in, One Direction wins a lot of things. <laughs> So the fact that they were able to be taken down a peg by a group that had a definitely superior album, in my opinion, is very important not just to the people who are fans of 2NE1 like me, but to people who are fans of music that is outside of the Western culture. This is proving that we are bringing in more than just that. As a person who lives in America where it has been very much so, if you don't speak English, get the heck out of here, it's a very nice feeling to see a primarily American anything have respect for somebody outside of the West. So for me, that's the biggest one. Okay. Any others? Um, for me, again, my stand mode is on again. Um, <laughs> K-pop biggest win was that everyone was blessed to be in the light of Ho- Hoyeonji. You you were all been blessed to be to see the light that is Ho Young Ji. That that that's pretty much the biggest one for me. But yes. Um, uh, for me for me it's exit up and down easily. Like that that one fan camp did it all and I'm not gonna uh, rehash it but it's obvious for obvious reasons. Exit up and down. Yeah. Okay. I like all these wins. What do you mean? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Any fail moments? What? Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, tough cookie being a real thing is my fail moment. I mean, I don't even have to get into it. That is my yeah. moment of Korean existence. Thanks for that. What's their label that they're on? Uh, seven Seasons? Thanks a lot, bro. Or Six Seasons, whatever you are. Thanks. <laughs> Anyone else? Um, for 
Hardfell's mini album to not be more popular, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I felt like it needed, it deserved more noise than it got. Yes. Okay. Uh, I co-signed with Tim, Tough Cookie. I don't know what, I, I, I cannot even say, I have no words for it, pretty much. Yeah, I have blocked that out of my memory banks, but yeah. Well, I'll never forget for whenever (laughs) a Zico fan comes at me about how great Zico is, I'm going to be like, yeah, you remember Tough Cookie? How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Explain that away. Yeah, I don't know what I'm scarred most by, but the whole ridiculousness of the video or that the song is called Tough Cookie and he acts all gangsta. I'm like... (sighs) A little bit. It's the total package for me. The total total package. How are you going to act... How are you garbage. gonna act for hood and and saying tough cookie like and yeah sorry okay I'm done <laughs> okay so uh what's next um I guess these are looking at these these can both kind of be um kind of uh, meshed together biggest um, oh my god moment K Posmos uh WTF WTF moment. Nah, about the same. Um, no, it's not. No, it's not. You were going to separate it because I, yeah. I sat here and I okay. slaved over my computer. Doing the okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. You can't mix your topics. Oh, my God. Separate. All right. We will separate them because you guys were so, worked so we're hard. We're diligent, okay? Okay. <laughs> we worked hard on Okay. So for, oh, my God moment, I... Picked uh, Jessica getting kicked out of Sochi because I did not see that coming. I'll co sign on that because that's what I wrote as well. Um, like, well, I put, I wrote the way how nine became eight pretty much. Um, just because I like, because I, you know, as a K pop fan, you know, there'll be a time when, you know, even no matter how popular they get, there'll be a point in time when they'll all just go their own separate ways or whatever. But I never suspected it would be like this for them. So that was kind of a big, oh my god, moment for me. Uh, I'm in that camp too, and I'm co-signing on the Jessica thing. That's obviously, for me, the biggest, like, oh my god moment. Yeah. I totally agree. Same here. Uh, Like, it's, I mean, it's, we're used to seeing members leave uh, from any group, from any company. Uh, It's very, very rare for a member to be kicked out. Uh, except for Jay Park, I don't recall any member being kicked out from a group, like in the recent years. So, yeah, definitely the biggest OMG moment. Okay, and most WTF moment? Uh, my most WTF moment is how is anybody still a fan of an SM group? I don't understand. Running as a corporation, let's just yeah. How who is yeah, running SM? How do you have fans? And moreover, how are you still a company that exists? Because literally, what company is worse than you? You have the most scandals. You're kicking people out. You're letting people go. You're letting them waste away and look like they're dying, making them perform after throwing up and getting an IV. You're like this. How do you still have fans? How are people still buying your stuff? I don't understand. Because they don't care about their about their oppas and nunas, so that's why. Yes, that must be it. That's the only reasoning. 
I had something similar as well. Well, I had two things. Um, one with going with Tim was, well, I don't know if you guys remember this. There was an article, and there was like a poll or something of what was what's the worst uh, Korean entertainment company, and JYP was number one, while SM I think was like number three or two or three. Oh yeah, and I remember that. That's a big what. That was a big what the f moment for me because I'm like really after everything that's happened this year because it was about this year. You're saying JYP is better is worse than SM. Come on now, people. No. no, no. If we collect up all the scandals and everything that happened this year, do you I will sign up for JYP right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't give me like, that contract. Are you serious? I only got to like, work for like four years. We're good. Yeah, like, I was like, I was blown away that was even an article, and that the netizens' reactions were like agreeing to it, and I'm like, why? But yes, that was a big WTF moment for me. And another Maybe. one. Was, oh, sorry. Um, Sorry, uh, the Lovelies uh, Jisoo scandal. Just because yes. you know, for a female idol, especially oh one that hasn't even debuted yet, I thought it was pretty crazy. Because um, it was like it just came out of nowhere. All you knew was that this girl group was gonna debut, and suddenly this whole scandal happened, and it was just like, whoa! Like there's been yeah. scandals before, but I don't think to for a female idol, that's kind of like that was like, crazy. Yeah. I totally agree. That's also my choice for the biggest what the f moment of the year because, like, young like females coming out say they had sexual relations with uh, Jisoo and like they're talking about butt plugs and I don't know what they're talking about. It, definitely the weirdest, most insane witch hunt slash scandal. Of the year, without a doubt. Well, I guess I would, after hearing that, I have to agree with you, Noah. Uh, okay, best debut of 2014. I'll just put this out there since everyone pretty much knows what I'm going to say. Mama Moo, and that's my that's my <laughs> answer. Yeah, I'm going to jump in and co-sign. Mama Moo is clearly the best debut of 2014. Like. Without a doubt, I don't even have to plead my case. All I have to do is point to their great vocals and their incredible music, and just say, "Go enjoy it!" Like whatever. And their awesome performing skills. Yep, and their incredible performances, and the fact that they have more fun than anybody else that's on stage right now. Like, get out of here. Yep. Uh, for me, uh, out of all the DBs that happened this year. The one I paid attention to the most and enjoyed the most was GOT7, so my vote goes for them. Just because um, everything that everything that um, Tim said earlier about them pretty much is why I chose them. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, surprise, <clears throat> it's winner, of course, uh, just because. After their lackluster album, remember, don't forget he said No, that. no, 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 no. I never, remember, they could have done better, Tim, don't forget. Tim, let me speak. <laughs> Let me speak. Have a seat. <laughs> Enjoy the view. <laughs> Damn it. Like, for me, the best, like, of course, they had the best, biggest debut of the year. And, and I cannot wait for 2015 to come to show everybody how talented these guys, these guys are so sickingly talented. Like, they're definitely more talented than any other group in, in, in YG. Like they can, like they, they <laughs> no, I'm not sorry, 
no, except I mean, except I mean, except uh, G Dragon. Like when it comes to as a group, like all of them except Jinwoo has are crazy talented, and they were definitely the best. Okay, I don't care. Anyways, so uh, for me, they're the best of the year, the best debut of the year. Anyways. Okay, um, this one, I don't know quite why I put that on there because I think only one person will be able to answer, <laughs> maybe be able to answer this. Um, best drama, because um, I don't think I saw enough of any one drama to qualify. I don't know about the rest I, of you. You can like, change it to best variety show because, to be That's honest, I, I, I because, literally you know, wrote here. Best I drama, drama 2014, drama suck. The best variety show is Roommate. <laughs> okay. No, drama... Okay, whatever you guys this, want it. This was a great year for dramas. I watched dramas all year long, so no. Oh, okay. Like, I Kiara, did you watch Kiara, did you watch any? So, I've watched many dramas this year, but I only finished completely watching one drama, which was wow. Golden Cross. Um, because so, I watched so many dramas and then, then I stopped watching halfway and then I never went back to watching them. The only one I did watch completely this year was Golden Cross. Um, it's great. A uh, few like, I do recommend watching it. Um, but to be honest, I was kind of going for variety because I'm like, because I, I felt like I didn't think any of you guys else watched dramas. So I, was, I chose for variety was Roommate Season 2. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, my pick for the best drama of the year goes to uh, oh, Secret li li Liar Game uh, because it's an awesome show. It, you don't have to be... It's not that usual romantic romance kind of sh bullshit. It's an adaption from a Japanese manga and it's a thriller action uh, TV show. And Audible Mentions goes to Secret Love Affair and My Love from Another Star. Yes. Those are okay. my... Yeah. And I think the we know what Tim's going to say, but... Go ahead, Tim. Oh, I, I kind of yelled it in, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't watch dramas because I don't, I don't want... Yeah, so variety for you. Acting. So variety and roommate season two. Give it to me. Yeah. All right. All right, so to close out the show, we can't have a retrospective without some predictions for the future. So what do we think is going to happen in 2015? More scandals. More dating scandals. Yes. I think that's a given, to be honest. Jessica's going to collab with Jermaine Jackson. Yeah. That's actually it's something going to become that might happen. I want, I want Jessica to collab with Dolce & Gabbana. <laughs> all Tiffany can do is to rip them off. So please, let me have that. <laughs> do you think we'll finally see maybe a resurgence of like the 2008 golden years some pe people like to say since supposedly we're supposed to be getting Icon, JYP's new girl group uh, YG's new girl group and you know all these new debuts in the next coming year if they ever materialize um, okay, I guess my prediction for uh, 2015 is that we're not going to get YG's new girl group. We're not <laughs> going to get Six Mix because supposedly Lena might have left, and if Lena left, then there's no Six Mix. Oh. Um, 
Sonamu is going to become BAP 2.0, and they're going to be garbage just like BAP. Um, <laughs> have an awful schedule. They're going to have the same song rehash, just like TS likes to do. Uh, Icon's going to debut, and people are going to complain that Winner's not going to have a comeback because they probably won't have a comeback next year because that's how YG does things because he's awful. Um, and Big Bang still isn't going to come back, and they're going to run off to the military. That's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and Sister's going to slay again like they do. Yeah. Uh, my prediction <laughs> is that I think if... Uh, if Winner does come back, they're going to have a breakthrough. And also GOT7. I, I actually like GOT7, so I hope for their sake that they will, that 2015 will be their breakthrough year. And I think there will be more SM scandals. There will probably more people leaving. Um, and I also think, I hope JYP will have a renaissance and get back to what they used to be. That's my predictions for 2015. I just hope for a, a safer year next year, you know, all joking and size and stuff, you know, I do hope next year, you know, we won't have as many tragedies as we've had this year, you know, because we've had a full of them, you know, whether in K-pop or in just in Korea alone. Mm. Mm. Just in general. Mm. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> I would have and never thought to say that. I'm sad. <laughs> and, uh, oh, oh, and I, I continue. I hope we all continue to bask in the glory that is Youngji. There we go. There we go. Go back to your Youngji altar, Kiara, <laughs> in your closet. Good altar, um, whatever. Hey, invite me. I want. Where's my invite? I want to be there. I'll send you an invite. Don't worry. Thank you. That's a good place to be. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I. I don't know. I feel like something big is going to happen with SM next year. Either they're going to debut a new girl group or something. They're going to try and do something to try and distract from all the mess that happened this year. They're and, starting it because they're already promising so many solo debuts. So Yeah, but I feel like the big thing that would drive people crazy is if they debuted another big group. Like, a, like another big group. Soshi type or Super Junior type group. That would be the big thing. Wasn't it rumored that Red Velvet is actually part of a bigger group? That's, that's I, I keep hearing that, but I don't. I haven't seen any like uh, any that's, like hardcore evidence. Yeah, there's no evidence to state that that's truly what they are. But the rumor is that they are part of a bigger group that's going to debut later. We'll see, I guess. Which, if that's the case, then they've done a piss-poor job of handling that as well. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah. And um, what about uh, for 2015 uh, U.S. debuts? Hmm? CL? 21? Maybe we'll see, see G-Dragon dip his toe in the waters? No, that's not going to happen because he has no... <laughs> no. I well, what do you guys think? CL we know is definitely going to do something. What do you think is going to happen with her? Fail. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> not going to do good. I mean, I would love for it to do good, 
like I said, I'm the biggest supporter of like music moving and being more than just like, oh, we listen to K-pop, we're so cool. Like, I, I want more people to know that there is actually like good music around the world. I think it's better. Um, but the issue is that people people aren't going to co-sign that. So. Or do you think that at least she's going to get some attention, but it might not be the right kind? No, I don't really think she's going to get attention at all, to be honest. I think it's just going to fade out. And it's gonna I, mean, be I mean, because she does have Scooter Braun on her side. So, I mean... No, I mean, Justin like, Bieber. come on. Yeah, where he is now. Ariana Grande. <laughs> Ariana Grande has the worst reputation, and so does Justin well, Bieber. Well, she's, like, so, she's still doing well. Yeah, I was going to say, you can't... I mean, if you want to talk about actual success of music, then the only one you can bring up is, like, Justin Bieber's success fell really, really bad, so... Well, I mean, really he kind of messed that up himself. Right, but I mean, it's still Scooter Braun. It proves that you can't just be like, "Oh, Scooter Braun, that means he's gonna be great." I guess not. Well, no, not automatically. I'm just saying that you know, every she does have you know some. I mean, she's got more going for her than and anyone else has, other than yeah, Sai. I mean, right. Did, didn't Scooter Braun sign Sai? Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, where is where is he? By the way, I'm. I'm waiting for his comeback to 2016. Oh, he'll, he's going to come back next year. He's going to come back next year, definitely. Oh, I hope have so. have to have him come back next year because uh, Big Bang's going to be gone in the military, so. They're <laughs> <laughs> going to the military. I don't know why anybody's laughing. They're old. They're going to the military. It's, I'm for real. <laughs> so true, though. They're going to have one more world tour, and they're going to go off to the military. Maybe we'll get a song from them, but I doubt it, and they're going to run off to the military. Like, <laughs> they have to. They don't have a choice. They're Korean. True. Speaking of military, welcome back, Seven, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw uh, that article about him the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, Seven. Welcome back to my career. No girlfriend. I, you know. Yeah, sorry, your super hot welcome. girlfriend has moved on. <laughs> <laughs> to bigger and better things. Yeah. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I still appreciate you, just, you, but sorry. You just couldn't keep it in your pants, and now you got to pay the price. <laughs> All you had to do was keep it in the pants for two years. All you had to do. Easier said than done. Dude, rain outlasted you. That's the sad he part. He didn't run off to America for like two years. No, but I'm just saying in like every department, like the girlfriend department and everything. Now he's like born again. I mean, we got his girlfriend way later, though. To be fair, he didn't get his girlfriend out. Like we heard about their relationship while they were seven years deep. Like. Oh yeah, there. yeah. Seven was with his girl like for a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. Was. Well, well, that's another one for 2015. Maybe seven will get a new girlfriend. <laughs> I think CL jerked him off in the place. He was oh, her God. ideal once. Maybe we'll see something happen there. I don't know. CL's um, ideal was Teddy. What do you mean? Oh, I thought she said she thought Seven was cute one time too. She Teddy's might have, but his, Teddy is her ideal. Uh, well, Teddy's with someone, isn't he? So yeah, too bad for her. Yes, Han Okay. All right. Um, anything else you want to bring up that's been going on this week? Real quickly. Really quick. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Jackson won um, Best Variety Rookie, male. 
Congrats. Congrats to him. Oh, yeah. You. Oh, yeah. Jackson. Yay, yes. Jackson. His interview is super cute. Um, I suggest every go- everybody goes watch it. Like, he's really sweet. He clearly, like, it seems like he really didn't expect to win, so it's it's very sweet to see him, like, freak out and be like, oh, my God, what do I say? It's a good moment. Yeah, he, I yeah, think he, he just might become the, the uh, male Susie. I'd be Possibly. okay with that. Me too. <laughs> I like how you're like, that would be, be okay. I'm cool with that, because he's really nice, and he, like, you know, he had a problematic start to his, like, career, um, but I think he's done, like, a pretty good job of, like, being a better person since then, so, I mean, why not, nice. dude? Oh, and uh, what do you guys think of uh, Sonamu? Sonamu. TS's new uh, girl group that came Bap, out of nowhere. Bap female. If Bap yeah. and Secret had a kid together, it's all <laughs> congrats. Like, true. It's all so it true. Is. These poor I mean, girls. if you like them, go like them. That's fine, but it's just this. It, it's that. That's all it is. I, I mean, it just seems them. like it could have been a good idea if it was like if if they actually put some effort into it, but it obviously was half-assed all the way through. In my opinion. They have a chick who is clearly trying to be Zelo. They have a girl who's trying to be Yonguk, and they have a girl who's trying to be Him-Chan. And then everybody else can kind of sing, and I don't think anybody is particularly as good as Jian, but I guess I'd have to go back and listen more. But it's literally like they took their two groups and were like, you guys are successful apart, let's put you together. That's all it is. <laughs> and their next song is going to sound just like this song. So, I don't Enjoy yourself for all the people who stand TS. Enjoy your ride because it's exactly what you've been getting. <laughs> wow. Okay. Thank you for that read on TS. Okay. Uh, uh, any uh, thoughts about TS for 2015? BAP? BAP's going to be gone. I'm going to leave. I'm going to get out of there. Think they're still going to be together? Yeah. Probably. They all sued together, so, I mean. You would think that if they can manage to get out, then they're going to stay together, I would think. Hmm. What if they left and ended up in YG? Please no. Please. <laughs> Please no. Do not curse me with that. Please. If anything, I think they'd just get into like a smaller entertainment. Yeah, they, the, the logic would be to go to a tiny label. So please follow the logic and do not try to come to my label. Get out. I don't think any. Uh, I don't think <laughs> any other three. Maybe. I hope they join Icon. <laughs> I could see them joining yeah. Cube, if anything. Cube. Yeah, Cube likes like the rejects of other people. Yeah. Take them, Cube, please. Give them a bunch of generic songs and let's all find out that they're racist. Let's do it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, I've got nothing else. If you've got nothing else, I'm just looking for forward to 2015. The slage of my usual sister Kara. <laughs> I thought things were wonderful. Kara's like, oh, it's, it's gonna 2015. It's gonna be easy for me. Just gonna watch sister and Kara slay all over the place. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to um, potentially seeing sister and Kara both slay. I'd really like that reality. I'd like to hear a song that has more parts 
for So You than like I have two two tiny lines. I want more so. songs from Sistar like I swear. Yep, I want less, more I swear. Give me that. And, and less I want, alone. I, I want less this is what I want for twenty fifteen. I want Brave Brothers to pack pack up, take a plane and go to that place in Israel that JYP went when he had to go like take, you know, his sabbatical, I want them to pack up and go there and stay there for like a year or two so we don't have to hear any more Brave Brothers songs because that's it. I'm so tired of Brave Brothers. It's And now they said something, now they're trying to like break into the U.S. market and start producing stuff here. Why? Like your generic, like boring ass stuff. No. Wait, are you assuming that the music in America isn't generic. We have the same saying. song like, like four like, times. But that's what I'm saying. Like the stuff here isn't that much different. Like you're just aping off of the music here. So why would I mean why would why not break into the market where you're already making your the stuff. same music? That makes perfect sense to me. I make mean, no. generic it all sounds I, the same. I could be like the next uh who's the guy who made that these hoes ain't loyal song? That dude <laughs> that dude has like <laughs> three songs he produced and they all sound the same. No, I just I just don't want them to see. I don't want to hear them anymore. I I I kind of forgave them for Full Moon because that was my jam, but that's it. That's it. No more Brave Brothers. No more more speaking, Brave Brothers for 2015. Speaking, yep. Speaking of not necessarily Brave Brothers, but I can't believe I forgot to mention this. Uh, look forward to the girl group, boy group, and girl group. Uh, the new rookie, the rookies of 2015, which is Big Young, and um, the <laughs> group they're gonna do with uh, Young G, Young G, <laughs> and uh, Gina, and those and, Lindsay, and the four minute girl. Look forward to that in 2015. That's the four minute girl. That's the. <laughs> best. I can't remember her name. Right now. <laughs> that's how four minute up. Oh my god. Yeah, sorry, that's four minute in that show. But I look forward to that. Big Young and Young G. Featuring others, um, yes. Okay. Shade. Okay. After all that shade. Um. So one more thing. Um. Before we before we go, um. I just want to thank everyone here, and everyone who's not here. Uh, for just being awesome and obviously being as much of a K-pop addict as I am because that's the only way this whole thing, um, and by thing I mean podcast, would have gotten off of the ground in the first place. And I hope you guys stay with me through 2015. Um, and if not, that's cool. I understand <laughs> things happen. <laughs> but I'm glad that you were with me through part of 2014. Um, it's been an interesting ride. Um, I hope that we can just go up from here. I've got some interesting things planned out for next year that hopefully we can um, go into and, and start working on. And for all of you who listen, critique, rage at us, we are fortunate to have you and we hope that you stay with us and that we continue to get your feedback. And who knows, one of you guys may end up running this whole thing this time next year. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't want but, to go. Uh, <laughs> I don't say that. 
Yes, long live uh, not your average netizens in whatever form you may be in. Uh, and so that's all I have to say um, before I say goodbye to 2014. Anyone else have any mushy, um, not so mushy things to say? Uh, well, I do have some mushy things to say, but but I want I want to thank everybody, <laughs> everybody who's been involved in the podcast. But I also, but I want to especially thank you, Ash, because. Without you, we would still not be doing this because you're the one who's been holding the ropes and making sure that everybody is still on, still on board or have something to be on board of. <laughs> so big props to you and thank you for allowing us to be a part of this. So Aww. thanks. Thank you, Noah. Hopefully you do, I'll do an even better job of it next year. Hopefully we all do. Yeah. Anything else? Any last things you want to say on the air before 2015 comes in? Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Tim? No, no, go for it. Uh, no, I also just want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening to us. Um, you know, this... You know, when I came to this, I was really nervous because I'm like, I bet I'm just going to be extremely quiet, which I am. Um, but you know, with but with every new podcast, it just just gets, becomes more fun and fun, and I'm really enjoying it. And I'm glad that some people are as well are is enjoying listening to us as much as you know we have fun making this. Um, you know, a lot of it really goes towards Ash, you know, because she's the one who takes care of pretty much everything. Um, the editing, the making the meetups, you know, just every little detail that comes into the podcast is all Ash. So I just want to give a big shout out to you, Ash. Making a hard sign for you right now. <laughs> um, but yes, so thank you guys for listening. Thanks to Ash for this whole thing. And of course to my fellow, you know, co-stars, you know, Tim, Noah, and everyone else who isn't here with us. You guys are awesome. Can't wait for 2015. You too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, that's basically where I'm at. Um, like, thank you everybody who's listened. Obviously, there'd be no point in being a podcast if nobody was out here listening. Um, you know, the the more you guys communicate with us, the better that we can become. So it means a lot when people do come out and give us criticism, you know, give us compliments, whatever it is, it does mean a lot. Um, we're here to do this, we're here to have fun, we're here to give you our opinions, but it doesn't matter if you guys aren't listening, so we do really appreciate that you guys are listening, that you guys care about what we do have to say. Um, thank you, just like everybody else, thank you so much, Ash, for the hard work that you put in because you're out here hustling um, for all of us to do all this stuff for us to, even if you're not here, you're still out there like editing. Um, it means a lot that you're putting so much work in for us so that we can just come and basically record. Like, that's really all we do. We come and talk. <laughs> so, I, as a person who has been on most of the podcasts, all I have done is talk. So I really appreciate that you have, uh, you know, done all this hard work to get us out there and get our podcast out there. Um, I'm looking forward to continuing doing this because I really enjoy um, – talking with all of you guys. I really enjoy doing this podcast. It's a lot of fun for me. It's very relaxing. So um, I hope we can keep doing it. I hope 
we have an even better year next year, and I hope even more people enjoy listening to us um, and we, you know, uh, handle all the issues that people have. Obviously, people are always going to have issues, but I hope we can get to a place where people just mostly have good things to say, and maybe that's hard to wish when we're very opinionated and I say a bunch of controversial things. A lot of other people say controversial things, but I hope we can get there. If we do, thank you guys for supporting us. If you still have issues with us but you still support us, thank you for still being <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yay. All right. So without further ado, let's wrap this thing up. This is Ash. Yeah. Tim. No what? We'll get this right one day, guys. One day. <laughs> <laughs> Our timing. <laughs> happy New Year's, everybody. Yeah, Happy New Year's. All right. Happy New Year's, and see you guys in 2015. Bye-bye.